What's up, ladies and germs? How y'all doing this week? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. We apologize for being a little bit behind schedule today, but uh, we had some things going on within the group, and uh, we needed to accommodate that. So, uh, apologies. Kurt, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I cannot complain, um, except for the fact that I didn't get no damn sleep last night. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but insomnia set in. Just take a shot at what time I finally fell asleep. Maybe. Shit. Maybe 8 o'clock? About 6 a.m. this morning. <laughs> I could. I, I don't know what it was, man. I could not sleep. Um, but uh, I did get to sleep in a little bit because we pushed the show back, so that was a blessing in disguise, I guess. Um, so I can't complain about that. Was able to get a couple of other things done before we got on here. Um, how was your week, man? How did everything go at work? Everything was good. Okay. It went by quick this week. Oh, good, good. Yeah, same for me, man. Same for me. Everything went by uh, fairly quickly this week, as opposed to last week when things went by at a snail's pace. Um, <laughs> and uh, I told you and Brandon, <clears throat> excuse me, on our uh, pregame last night that I'm heading into uh, what is effectively uh, my last week at my job. Um, as I shared with you all, uh, I think it was last week, um, I am in the beginning stages of uh, disability. Um, and, and just so you know, in case you're wondering, um, I am uh, visually impaired and hearing impaired, and those things are both getting worse. Uh, so I've just made the decision to, to go ahead and, uh, and attack those issues now while I can, uh, without having to fully rely on anyone else to kind of uh, do it for me and I have to trust what they say. So um, it, it's going to be a bittersweet week because I do enjoy the people that I work with. Um, and I am going into the, the office on uh, on Wednesday of this week to see everybody and basically to say goodbye. Um, I hope to maintain some sort of communication with a couple of people uh, that I've uh, developed friendships with. So that's what's going on for me next week, man. It's a it's a whole new chapter of my life, something that um, will be much, much different from what I'm used to. Oh, man. Uh, so um, we had a lot to talk about this week, and we're going to try to uh, to hold off on starting on everything um, until Brandon gets here. Brandon's running a little bit behind today. Um, Kurt, without getting into specifics, because we're going to talk about that later, um, <laughs> what was your reaction to some of the shit that went down this week in the world of professional wrestling? It was very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, and folks, I know I know what's on the tip of everybody's tongue um, and uh, at the forefront of everybody's mind, if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, that's the WWE roster cuts. We are going to discuss that. Uh, we're going to go into it and uh, talk about some of these people. Um, one of which I think we called it last week uh, when we talked about it on the show. Um, and then we're also going to do a little football talk today, folks. We're going to give our predictions. Brandon, uh, Kurt, and I are going to give our predictions on the NFL division winners the conference one, <clears throat> excuse me, conference winners, and ultimately the Super Bowl champions. Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to lead off with today, Kurt. Um, once, uh, once Brandon joins us, we're going to start talking about uh, 
the uh, the NFL predictions. Um, but uh, as we're waiting, what about the injuries that, that happened this week? Um, Nick Chubb and uh, I can't remember the other dude's name. He tore his Achilles. Trayvon Diggs. Yes. Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. <laughs> um, man, I, I, as we were talking last night on the pregame, um, I actually thought that it was the other knee that, that Nick Chubb had injured, uh, injured but uh, Brendan let me know that it was, in fact, the same knee. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see um, what he can do as far as coming back and um, rehabbing and all that stuff. I I, I hope that he is uh, able to come back. That is, and uh, you know, and then you got Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he went down first game of the season, so a lot of teams are looking at some some really difficult injuries to overcome at the beginning of this season. So that should be interesting, yeah. um, and then. In football news, but at the college level, uh, we're hearing that Warren Sapp has a desire to join uh, Dion's staff next season. Um, that should be really interesting. You got two of the all-time greats on the coaching staff uh, teaching and molding young men. And um, Kurt, I saw a uh, a uh, TikTok video um, earlier this morning when I couldn't sleep, but the guy was talking about. Um, that, that what's happening at uh, Colorado goes well beyond football. And um, he's talking about the culture shift um, and, and how people are, are excited, but more importantly, how Dion is talking to these young men and molding these young men and challenging them. Um, we've seen other coaches do the same thing before in terms of you know coaching young men, molding them, and, and all of that stuff. Um, but just based on what I've seen with, with his coaching prior to coming to Colorado and then since coming to Colorado is he's just something different, man. Would you not agree? Would you not agree with that? Absolutely. He is different. And that's what we talked about a while back. That, you know, he's molding these young men to be men once they leave, you know, school and the football field. Because all of them not going to play in the NFL, but they'll be able to carry themselves accordingly like men and, you know, have, hopefully have a productive life. After football, absolutely, absolutely, and um, you know, at the at the end of the day, that's actually what college is supposed to be for people. Um, yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be uh, an institution of higher learning, of course, but it it should prepare you for that next step in life, and that's what I think that Dion is getting, or Dion is given rather. Uh, that say a Nick Saban isn't. Now, I don't know Nick Saban personally, or I don't know his his inner workings of the of the University of Alabama program, but he seems to be like Belichick, all football, all the time. Uh, whereas, you know, I, I'm not gonna say he does it. I just think Dion is on the is more boastful and vocal than Nick Saban. So okay. I'm not gonna say he's not doing it. He might be doing it behind the scenes, and we don't know. Fair point. Fair I point. Think, I think I just think Dion is just more vocal about it, and he's putting it out there for the world to see. And I, I think Nick Saban just like laid back and keep everything close to the vest. Well, he might be doing the thing behind the scenes because I've never heard any former players say anything bad about Nick Saban. They've always been good comments, and he's like a father figure, and he you know talked to him and cared about him. So I think it be, might be just be different style. Okay, fair points. All fair points. Brandon's joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I'm literally just, I'm glad I had everything set up before I left. <laughs> I'm literally, just literally getting home. Like, it took me forever to get home from um where I was. So, you know, Ain't I, that I went to how a, it works, man, when you need to get home quick, traffic is a bitch. Man, no, so, okay, so I went to a breakfast this morning and that had a great time. Um, great time, good conversation and all that. And um, so we I looked to see what time it was. I said, okay, it's just a little bit after ten o'clock. I got time. All right. So I said, you know, I, I had the bank is up the street, and they had, I had to go to the bank and um, put some stuff in the bank, do that little business. I was in and out, and um, got back on the road, going, going, going. Next thing you know, you going down twenty, and as soon as you start heading up downtown, I saw traffic <laughs> start to creep up. I looked at the sign, accident. I saw like, oh, shit, and what, what really the clue was the uh, little hero. Little truck was right behind me because he just popped up out of nowhere. So I got on out the way, and that's when traffic started slowing down. So it wasn't a bad backup, but you know it was enough. And then next thing you know, I looked down at the um gauge. A friend of mine let me borrow their car for the weekend while she's out of town, and I looked at the thing, and the thing said I'm running out of gas, and I'm like, how? I just put gas in here yesterday, and so I had to stop and go get gas and do all that, and then um shoot on. Over here, and I literally just got here about literally five minutes ago. Yeah. Now, you said you just put uh, gas in the car. You think it's just a case of you ran more out than you think you did, or you think somebody's siphoning gas over there? I man, I don't know. <laughs> but I've been saying for a while, because I'm like, yo, I think you might want to see why you're running out of gas so fast, because that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> you're supposed to at least, even if you put a quarter of a tank in there, well, it depends on how much you're driving to them, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you ain't supposed to run out of gas. That damn fast. So. Anyway, I'm here. What I'm Yes. Missing. Yes, you are. Indeed. Kurt and I were just talking, uh, killing some time before you jumped on. How was your week, man? How was your week of work and, and everything? Uh, you know what? It, it, it wasn't horrible. I took a, um, a couple of, um, mental health days this week. So that helped me out a lot. And, you know, and, um, got back to work. And y'all know the story I told y'all yesterday. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but that was probably the worst thing that happened all week. <laughs> other than that, it's, other than that, man, it's, it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty okay. Good. Um, well. you know, it's just the same old, basically, man, it's, 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 it's the same old, um, it's just, you know, trying to get some, you know, some things figured out along the way and all that. But, you know, Hey, you know, every, you know, everything works itself out on its own time. So hey, man, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still here. I'm good. So I salute you for having the presence of mind to actually take a mental health day. Um, I am a absolute advocate for doing that and maintaining your, your uh, work life balance. And, you know, if, if something should happen to people, your job is going to replace you. Like it, absolutely, it, and as quickly as possible, so they don't miss a beat. Um, but you, you don't get another you. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take care of what you got. And uh, so, right. salute to you for having the presence of mind to do that, man. And uh, hope yeah. you're feeling better and, and ready to bounce back on Monday. Yeah, because I, yeah, because I, and you know, to throw in today, you know, I was having headaches, starting to have headaches too, like stress headaches. And then one day okay. I had a migraine. Oh, and man. so I was like, yeah, this. It's time, but you know, as I'm getting older, you know, um, that's something that I am learning. I got to start taking better care of myself, like physically, mentally, all of that, because some kind of way I ended up, I always end up with just a lot 
on my plate. And I'm like, how in the hell? <laughs> as soon as I get rid of something or finish up something or, or whatever, here comes another one and another one and another one and another one and another one. So I'm just like, come on, man. And then, you know, it just you know a bunch of other stuff. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about it, but you know it's it's it can it, it can just be a lot sometimes, you know. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely working on it. Ain't I haven't perfected it yet, but working on just you know that that just a balance. And I think that I don't know. I think with our generation, man, I think our generation is probably the most unbalanced as ever been because man. we definitely have a lot on our plate, and, a and, lot. Especially if you out here trying to do the right thing, so. I'm not taking away from that because because I agree with you that uh, you do have a lot on your plate based on our conversations. Um, yeah. So I say this in jest. It's not to diminish what you just said. Um, yeah. Kurt and I can tell you, just wait till you get kids. <laughs> because the more the older I get, I'm like, you, you know, I don't you, need to have that baby. <laughs> you think you got shit going on now. And you do. Don't get me wrong. But once yeah. you have kids, you're gonna wonder. You're gonna look back once they get old enough to kind of do for themselves. You're yeah. gonna look back and go, "How in the hell did I do this?" You know. And the funny part is, <laughs> folks, but when you gonna have kids? And I'm like, I am in absolute no hurry. Don't None. Be, don't. don't be. I am not in a hurry. Now I know I said if I don't have kids by the time I turn forty, I'm getting snipped. But I might push that to forty five. <laughs> nah, that I mean, well, listen to your big brother. Do not do that. <laughs> uh, hey man and, and right at right at the top of the show i want to let everybody know next week it'll be just brandon and myself because kurt here is going to be celebrating a milestone in his life kurt's turning to big five oh yes sir yes sir all right Damn, boy. so he's I remember be... when kurt was still 20 something <laughs> <laughs> So he he's going to be enjoying himself for the weekend, and uh, I'm going to live vicariously through my brother. So uh, right. next week, hey. it'll just be uh, uh, Brandon and myself. Uh, who knows what the hell we'll talk about next week. Man, all kind of <laughs> shit. Not, not me and you get down, right? We, You know, <laughs> Kurt, the only one that can keep us on track. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, You're the only stop. one. All right, let's stop talking. Stop that bullshit. Stop that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt been, you know what? No, Kurt would have been, been the perfect teacher. <laughs> oh, Kurt would have been yes. perfect. No, 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 no. He'd have been. No, I, I can see Kurt being a PE teacher. He'd been perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh man. So uh, we're going to kick off the show with the uh, predictions for uh, the NFL. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. This doggone monster got me trying to burp on air. Uh, we're going to be looking at division champions, or, or rather not looking at, but making our predictions for division champions, conference champions, and the Super Bowl champion. Okay. Um, can, can we call an audible on that one? Because I don't want to – let's just do division today because I, I have no idea who's going to be in the conference or the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, all, right. Yeah. all right. I've got all mine down. Uh, that but takes the fun out of it. Oh, we'll it's go, a we'll good go ahead. guess. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, guess. It's a, good, it's a good guess. Just, we can I'm always call. I'm calling for a do-over if my shit is wrong. That's what I do. That's laying Eddie. down a future mulligan as we speak. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so please proceed. <laughs> All right. So, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to run through our list? Like I run through my list. You go through yours, or do we want to take? You know, go by AFC East is where I'm going to start. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, let, yeah let's do it do like it, this. Do it that way. Do it that yeah. way. Okay. 
All right, so for AFC East, um, I've got the Buffalo Bills coming out of that that division with the uh, title. Um, they look good. They were they were in the hunt last year, and uh, I think that they'll continue that this year. Um, so that's who I've got for AFC East. Kurt, what about you? Who you got winning the AFC East? I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I don't believe in uh, Buffalo's quarterback, and I think Miami defense look good. As far as the offense, we already know offense look good. They defense look good too, so I'm gonna go with Miami. I I will say that I struggle with my pick because um, Miami has looked good, very good in these last two games or these first two games rather. And then I've got a I've got a sneaking suspicion they're gonna beat the hell out of my boys tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon, who you got winning the AFC East? I have the for the first time since 2008. I have Miami Dolphins. Winning the AFC East, as long as Tua stays healthy. All right, so we've got two votes for the Finns and one vote for the Bills of Buffalo. Looking at the AFC North, I've got the Baltimore Ravens taking that division. Um, Again, looking strong. We realize it's only two games into the season, but uh, they look like the favorites to me out of that division. Um, Brendan, who do you got for the AFC North? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, okay. I don't believe in Baltimore. I mean, I, Baltimore has a good team, but I don't believe in them just yet. Okay. All right. I think that the um, Pittsburgh, especially the way they bounced back last week after that, that after, um, 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 who's that that beat their ass? San Francisco? Yep. Yeah, it's after they how they bounced back last week, and that defense just ran, just they we they steamrolled over Cleveland last week. It was that was bad. So I think that I think they bounced back, and I think that they're going to um they're going to win the division this year. They don't stay Pittsburgh usually have an off year, but they don't never stay down long. Okay, they have a good team. Every have, have a really good team, and picket that uh picket uh picket the Pickens connection right there. Watch out. That's gonna be that's as long as they stay together. That's gonna be one. That's gonna be all timer right there. Watch out! They 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 make magic together. Them too. All right, Kurt, who you got coming out of the AFC North? I think I'm gonna piggyback on what Brandon said. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh because I I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson. Okay, I see how it's gonna be. Y'all just gonna gang up on me today. <laughs> okay, now Brandon, you know you know how you just kind of uh, with the the AFC North. Yeah. That's how I felt about the AFC South. Hmm. I was just like, eh, eh. but I ended up going with the Tennessee Titans. Um, hmm. Just say, and, and honestly, it's just a, a wild card pick. Uh, but that's who I picked coming out of the uh, AFC South. Uh, Kurt, who do you got coming out of the AFC South? This champs. I'm gonna say the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I think they're gonna pull it out. Okay, with a, with a wrestling connection, folks, owned by the Khan family. Uh, Brandon, who do you got coming out of the AFC South? Sorry, Run, taking Jacksonville. Hey, I'm not mad at it because I looked at it and, and and honestly started to go with them, but I just like, yeah. uh, let's go, let's go left when they, when my gut says go right. Uh, on this one. I think Jacksonville <laughs> and the whole and that entire um and that entire division. Mm-hmm. I think Jacksonville is the best team. Watch out for the Indianapolis Colts. They just got to tell the quarterback, you better learn how to slide stop taking all them damn hits. His career going to be short. Whew. All right. The uh, the AFC West. My heart says one thing, 
But mm-hmm. reality and logic says Kansas City Chiefs uh, maintain a lock on that division. Um, the I just don't see anything changing. Um, I, I don't think, although I think the Raiders are also two and zero, but they they're just, one and one. Say what? They're one and one. Okay, I, for some reason I thought they were two and zero. Uh, but anyway, there's it, nobody in that division two and zero. Okay. Um, well, damn. Anyway, I, I still just you know the other three teams are just fighting not to be in last place in my opinion. Um, although I think the uh, God damn it, I'm sorry, the Chargers. Hello, uh, the Chargers are better than in my opinion the Raiders and unfortunately the Broncos. Um, I, I still see Kansas City maintaining a lock on the AFC West. What do you say, Brandon? I think that, to be honest with you, Big Barrel, what you just said, I think the Chargers probably have the best team in the whole AFC West. However, coaching is what's killing them. Um, uh, I'm taking Kansas City because I don't see, even though I think Kansas City is going to have an off year this year because Eric enemy is no longer the offensive coordinator, and you can tell because they're not playing on offense, they're not playing the same. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I don't see nobody else in the division that's going to, Challenge them for the division crown, even in Kansas City having an off year. But all of these teams, because all these other teams are just problematic. Either they don't have the talent or their coaching is terrible. So, or subpar. So, um, yeah. So, I'm taking Kansas City Chiefs. All right. And, Kurt, who you got out of the, the West for the AFC? Kansas City. All right. Clean sweep on that one. Shifting uh, focus over to the NFC. NFC East. Kurt, I got your boys winning, or formerly your boys winning uh, the AFC or NFC East. Um, they look, they look good so far. Um, I think that they'll maintain that momentum. Uh, the Eagles will really, I think, be the only ones to challenge them. Um, but yeah, I, I see Dallas coming out of that one. Uh, who do you got, Kurt? I don't want to pick them, but I am going to pick Dallas because I just – it's something about Philadelphia. I just don't – they don't look good like they did last year. Okay. Something missing. Not, not to cut you off, Kurt. Go ahead and finish, and then I'll say what I have to say. There's just something different about them this year. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just not the same thing. That's, that's that Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> it might be. It might yeah, be. So I'm going to go with Dallas. Dallas. They don't look the same either. I know they had accident waiting to happen, but I'm going to pick that one. What have already started? Now, what I was going to say is, and and I freely admit that this is a shitty-ass thing to say. I freely admit that. And, I'm, and I, I know that any Philadelphia fans hearing this are going to give me shit. I, don't want, I like Philadelphia, the team, but I don't want them to win shit because of, I won't say all, some of their fans. I think they have the shittiest fans in the entire – they're loyal. They're good fans as far as being fans to their team. But they're just shitty people the way they treat folks. <laughs> they, they threw a Dallas Cowboys fan over the railing on the upper tier one year. They threw bottles and snowballs at fucking Santa Claus, for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. Of all people. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus. So I'm just like, yeah. But uh, I did, but I did base my decision off of what I see as far as the team. So uh, that's why I went with Dallas. Uh, Brandon, who do you got coming out of the East for the NFC? Uh, today, 
I do have Dallas. Um, like you, I wanted to pick Philadelphia, but they don't look the same. I think they on that that Super Bowl hangover. Um, yeah, I think they just they just don't look as dominant. They might get dominant as the year goes along, but they don't look as dominant as they did last year. Uh, Cowboys just look dominant. Like, and even though they had that that big loss on defense, Trayvon Diggs towards ACL the other day in practice. But I think on that defense, on, on defense, they have enough depth to cover to compensate for that. Not totally, but they you know have enough, man. And so I take Dallas in the I take Dallas to win the East. But you know, like we all know, Dallas Cowboys are are just an accident waiting to happen. And I still <laughs> to this day, I just met somebody that like loved the Dallas Cowboys, and I just said, man, I, I ain't never in my life seen a team. That lost the game so bad that it literally made the, the fans in the stadium on TV yeah, on that was, that was crazy crying. Shit. That I as a an Atlanta Falcons fan, we done had so many heartbreaking losses, but you ain't never seen us on television crying. Even after twenty eight three, man, the Cowboys lost that game so bad, that playoff game so bad. I'm like, big folks just broke down and t- I, I just I've never seen nothing like that in my life ever. I saw a video on never, YouTube. Ever. A guy throwing his remote. No, he punched the TV. Yeah, I saw that. And his wife was like, whatever his name, called his name or whatever. He was like, fuck. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I saw a video where this dude was getting ready to fight the whole family. Oh, damn. It's big yeah. old dude. He's about ready to fight. He cussed out the whole, after that game, they showed the before. And then after the game was over, he's about to, he like basically cussed out the whole family. He was crying, too. Okay, so just cussing everybody out, just throwing stuff and all that, man. And I, I, said, don't, I don't know that I've ever been a fan of anything to the point where I've been like that. Um, I think that's overboard. You know what I mean? Ready to fight folks and shit. No. Um, he was that mad. He wasn't mad at the family. He just mad. At, he right, was that right. mad. Um, yep. So let's shift over to the NFC North. Um, I, I picked the Detroit Lions. Uh, coming out of the the north, um, I'll I'll go ahead and admit that I have not paid attention to the NFC North. Um, I don't really have any comment on their performance last year because, as I said at the beginning of our NFL coverage when we did the NFL show, I've just kind of paid attention to football in passing over the last few seasons. Um, but getting back into it now, since we're talking a little bit more football, but. Uh, I'm going with the Lions out of out of the NFC North. Um, Brandon, who do you have coming out of the NFC North? I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. Um, in the words of uh, Boomer on ESPN, it's the uh, NFC Norris division. And um, <laughs> that was when, like, I think that year, every team was, like, below 500. That was crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I think, overall, they have the best team. And I think that they're going to um, – they're not going to win – Everything will dominate everybody every single week, but I think they're going to strain together a good enough run to where you know they'll they'll lead the division and go on to the playoffs. I had I had the Detroit Lions a close second, but that's a, it's a scrappy team. But I don't know if they really like know how to really like finish games or whatever. But they they that team the way that team play, they're gonna give everybody hell every single week. So. I don't know. You could be right, Run. It might be the Detroit Lions win. And if they win the division, I'd be so happy for them. It's about damn time. So I don't think they won the division since Barry Sanders was there. Yep. So, yep. yeah. And and that that's been, 90s. what, almost 30 almost years Almost 30 ago? years. Yeah. Shit. The last time they won a playoff game was in 1992. Whew. Eric Kramer was the quarterback. 
Damn it, man. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. That was the last time they won a playoff game. Kurt, who you got coming out of the NFC North? I'm going to go to Detroit Lions. I I have more faith, and that's very little, but I have more faith in Jerry Goff than I do Jordan Love. I think Jerry Goff didn't play in more big-time games than Jordan Love has, so I'm going to just give by just a a small margin. I'm going to go to Detroit Lions. It's literally a it's a literally a coin flip between Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, yeah, literally, it's a coin flip. The other two, the Vikings and the Bears. <laughs> Man, I remember when yeah. when that division used to beat the hell out of each other. That was a powerful division at one time. Didn't they used to call? Didn't they used to call that the Black and Blue Division? The Bears might not win the football game this year. Yeah, oh, man, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. Oh man, and now now we come to the division that I've been waiting on. Um, the NFC South. And the only reason I say that is because Kurt has denounced the Cowboys. So I couldn't look forward to the NFC East, but I picked the Cowboys anyway. The NFC South. Brandon is a diehard, dedicated Falcons fan. So I'm going to let you kick off this one, Brandon. Who do you got winning the AFC or the NFC South? I have the Atlanta Falcons winning the NFC South. Okay. All right. The reason why. Not because I am a super fan, but the reason why is because that is the only, well, I won't say the only team, but that team is, is not the most talented team in the NFL by no means, but that team right there, they play, they play for four quarters. And I remember when they were building that Hawks team with Trey Young and we was getting our ass kicked every week, every night. But I was like that team, they get out there and they compete and they play hard. I can respect it. Yep. So I feel like the Falcons over the over the offseason, they put in the work. They put up the money to put together a good mix of vets and then, you know, um young players. And they just got to they, they have some dogs on that team and I think number 7, the new number 7, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> as long as he stay healthy, man. Pfft, superstar cuz he he's he he can literally catch anything, he can run any route. He's damn near, like, at this point, he's not unstoppable. He's getting, because he's just still learning or whatever. But, man, if he stay, as long as he stay healthy and stay on the field, he's going to cause people, he's causing people problems. Big problems. I, I expect for us to have, um, to be in the top five and rushing again this um, this year. I don't expect for us to do much in the passing game, because the running game is just so damn good. So, um, yeah, I got the, I have the Atlanta, I have the Atlanta Falcons winning the division, and I have, Really, right now, as it stands, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Bucks are all two and zero. So right now, we're the best division in football, and no, Carolina and, is and like NFC East is they got three teams that's two and zero as well. So oh yeah, they sure do. So it's the and, um, and, and the NFC East he's got the Giants got to win, and Carolina has got zero. So the NFC East got the best record. Oh well, I stand corrected, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was about to say. Carolina ain't, but Carolina ain't got the ass whooped that bad. They're a game or two away from, um, they probably should have a win already, but I digress. So we're one, we're the second best team in the NFC, in the NFC or in the NFL, but nobody really gave the South a chance this year. So I think that's something. So, and they damn sure didn't give a foul. They didn't get a foul. Nobody was giving, there, was, there were people that were saying the Falcons were only going to win two games. So I'm like, well, we don't want to win two games. We don't. We don't met our quota already. So, <laughs> so at least, at least they've met expectation, right? 
Right. We made expectations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to win two, three games this year, and that's it. I'm like, we are not that bad. But okay. No, they, no, go go ahead. And cry. They want to go crown the New Orleans Saints. Go ahead. Why? I don't know. But go ahead. No. <laughs> I, I, I picked the, the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. Um, for all the reasons you said the Falcons are going to win. And that's not a shot at the Falcons. I'm being very clear about that. I just think that the Saints have more experience. Um, And as you said, the the Saints and the Falcons are the two best teams in that division right now. And I think the the Saints have just a little bit of an edge with the Falcons because the Falcons are are putting everybody together. They're still a young team and and doing well, but they they just don't have, I think, quite as much uh, experience on that team as the Saints do. So I, yeah. I see the Saints coming out of the South. Um, but I, I will agree with you. And you probably thought I was going to give you a little shit. But um, I do agree that the, the Falcons thus far have looked, I think, better than anybody expected. Um, now, that's not, that's not to say they're world beaters, but it's just like you said. They're in every game. They're playing hard. They're giving it their all. Nobody's laying down. Nobody's quitting on the team. So right. I look for them to, to just get better as time goes on. Cause with those last three on last week game, that those last three quarters, those first three quarters, man, mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, we finna lose." And then that fourth <laughs> quarter, and they just woke up, and I'm like, "Now that never happens." Cause usually in the fourth quarter they lay down. That's been, be that's up been on somebody. The traditional, traditional thing for the Falcons teams to do here in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, we could be up on somebody fifty to nothing. You turn the game off. It's the third end of the third quarter. They are fifty to nothing. Next thing you know, you turn the game. You and walk. You know, went. And probably went and made you another beer run or something and come back and the other team is the score fifty to forty two in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's us. That's what we do. This is like in the fourth quarter, we just stop playing. But these uh, you know, these these boys, you know, they they play for four quarters. They play sixty minutes of football, and that's what I like about them. I Absolutely. think that's what's gonna take them over the edge. Well, Kurt, who you got coming out of the NFC South? Um, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Falcons quarterback, that inexperience is going to come back to haunt them. And I think the inconsistency of Derek Carr and New Orleans is going to bite them in the ass. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Okay, I think I Bay you know what? You make a valid Tampa, point. Tampa Bay got a good defense. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that. Hmm. Okay. So we all, it's a three-way here. Okay. But right. uh, you know what, Kurt? I do. I, I agree with everything you just said. Because I think with, um, that's the only issue I think the Falcons have right now is quarterback because Desmond Ritter is inexperienced. It's not because he's not good. He's just inexperienced. I think yeah. folks forget he only had six starts. <laughs> six. That's it. So how do you? How can you expect for him to perform like a veteran quarterback with only six starts? Right, right. That's hard for anybody. So, yeah. All right. So wrapping up the divisions with the NFC West, um, <clears throat> I've got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, running away with the NFC West. Um, That team, at least the two games that they've played so far, have looked very good. Um, I've seen better 49er teams, obviously, but I think this team looks very good, and I just see them running away with the NFC West. Uh, Kurt, who do you have coming out of the West? 49ers by a landslide. Okay. What about you, Brandon? San Francisco all day long. We all agree on that. So now let's move on to the conference championships. Um, for the AFC champs, I'm picking Kansas City Chiefs until somebody else proves me wrong. 
Um, I just think that they're, they're still the team to beat in the AFC. Um, I agree with what you said, Brandon, that they're, they're not as potent on offense as they have been the last few seasons. But to me, they're still the guy on the block to knock off. Um, so I'm picking them to win the AFC. Um, who do you have, Brandon? I'm going to, um, man, I don't want to pick Kansas City. <laughs> I picked Buffalo. Was it year? I can't remember if it was last year, year before last, but I picked Buffalo. It was year before last. No, it was last year, and I picked Buffalo, and that shit with Tamar Hamlin and all that went down, and they just went the same after that, and Von Miller went down. Um, I don't think that Kansas City, I don't want to say this is the end of their run, but I don't think that they, I don't think they're going back to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and take my little risk and I'm going to say that Miami Dolphins are going to come out of the AFC. Nice. Okay. That, that, I don't even It's going to be somebody, it's going to be somebody in that, it's going to be somebody in the East. Okay. All right. Kurt, who do you got, uh, Taking the AFC crowd. I also picked the Miami Dolphins. I don't think Kansas City's defense is good enough, and I think Miami offense is too explosive. And by the time we get to the end of the year, I think Miami will be in the Super Bowl. Okay. And if Tua can stay healthy. If Tua right. can stay healthy. Right. And that will be the first time they've been in the Super Bowl since, what, 80? 84? 84. I was about, I was about to say 82. No, 85. Okay. Oh, no, it was 84. 85. Yeah, Bears were 85. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And that would be good to see, man, Um, for, for fans like us that have been watching for a long time, to see a team that hasn't been in the Super Bowl for so damn long um, in the Super Bowl. Finally get back. If New York gets to the Super if New York Jets get to the Super Bowl, we might as well everybody just have a party because I'm like, they ain't been to the Super Bowl since 68. <laughs> Joe Namath is the quarterback. That ain't happening this year. No, not this year. It ain't going to happen this year anyway. Brett Favre, I mean, if uh, Aaron Rodgers was there or not, I thought it was a good train wreck anyway. They they will forever be known as the Blit Fumble team. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a Thanksgiving I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so switching gears to the NFC, um, I'm picking the 49ers. Um, as Kurt said, with the, with the division, 49ers in a landslide. Um, again, the team just looks good. I, they just look good. I hate to say that because I like to give my best friend shit because he's a 49ers fan. But I just see them running away with the NFC as well. Um, Kurt, who do you have winning the NFC? I don't want to pick the ass. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know that you know what say, that's my that NFC again, championship I don't, I don't game. think the folks heard you. <laughs> that's my NFC championship game. Yeah, because I got Dallas and San Francisco in the championship. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with Cowboys, ah. Miami Super Bowl. Okay, they're gonna get to the Super Bowl and blow it. Okay, okay, Brandon. What about you? Who you got winning the NFC? I'm taking the 49ers, and I have the um, I do have the 49ers. And the Cowboys in the championship game for all the marbles because the 49ers done beat the Cowboys last two years in a row. So I see why Kurt made that pick because now I'm like, this strike three. Cowboys got to get their get back. Got to. So, but now I'm taking the 49ers um, to go to the Super Bowl. And um, I think I meant to say who my championship game was going to be in the East. I think in the East, it's going to, not the East, but I think the AFC. 
Um, my championship game is going to be between, I would say, either the Dolphins and the the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills or the Dolphins and the Chiefs. It's going to be one of those. But I got the Dolphins coming out. I got the Dolphins and the Chiefs in the championship, and I got yeah. Miami beat. Okay. And I got um, I got the Cowboys and the Niners in the conference championship, and I got 49ers going to the Super Bowl, and I have the 49ers winning the whole thing. I, I have. Right. Hold on, that slow down, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I don't know who I've got in the AFC Championship game. Um, yeah, I, I, looking at who I picked, I, I don't even know who I would I would take to go up against Kansas City. Um, in the NFC Championship game, uh, I do agree. I think it will be Dallas and San Francisco. Of course, I've got San Francisco winning. Now we get to the Super Bowl, L-V-I-I-I, a.k.a. 58. That blew me away, man, just already? looking at it. Yes, 58. Damn. What? Damn. That is insane to me, man. I remember, because it's like, I remember watching Super Bowl 58 work. Wait a minute, this Super Bowl 58? Yeah. It's Super Bowl 58. L-V-I-I-I. <laughs> Damn. Are you serious? I mean, you can, you can double check me on that, but I'm fairly certain this is, uh, I thought I looked at that right yesterday. And for the first time, uh, the NFL would be hosting a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't wait for the stories to come out here, boy. <laughs> oh, man. If it's anything like the, if it's going to be anything like the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game they had in Vegas, there's a reason why they ain't never been back to Vegas. Man, so. Woo-wee. All right. Damn. So, um. As I said, I've got Kansas City versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and I've got the 49ers winning it all. Um, Brandon, since you already spilled the beans on yours, <laughs> I'll let you give your take on why you picked them. Go ahead. I'm picking the 49ers simply because I don't see nobody that is going to stand a chance against them, how that, that team is this year. I think if the 49ers don't go to the Super Bowl, but don't win the Super Bowl, I'm like, it's got to be injuries because there's no way that Shanahan is going to blow another Super Bowl. No way. He blew two already. So there's no way that um, no way that, that they're going to blow another Super Bowl. No way. <laughs> I think they should have went to the Super Bowl last year. The only thing that got them was injuries, and that was just kind of sad to watch because I think that that team was at full power. I think they would have they beat Philly. They would have went on to the Super Bowl and won it. So, but yeah. yeah. I, that's that's why I don't see nobody. That team is so well put together. They're dominant. I don't see nobody that could beat them. I see people that I see some folks that, and I think Dallas is one of them. That's gonna give them a run for their money, but I don't see nobody beat them. All right. Well, Kurt, who you got uh, winning the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go with Dallas. Uh, I think it's just I like to see the Miami Dolphins Dallas in the Super Bowl. Hmm. I think uh, the third time is gonna be their lucky charm beating San Francisco. I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with them. <clears throat> okay. Relu- reluctantly. <laughs> but, but wouldn't that be something the day the the year that Kirk decided to stop being a fan? He's they they win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? I want yeah. y'all to help me remember to backtrack to that at the end of the damn season <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, I got a theory on that. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not rejoining. <laughs> Damn. What they win three what they win three Super Bowl back to back to back. Congratulations. Damn, they hurt you that bad. Yeah. But see, but you know what though? That's what the Dallas Cowboys do to people. 
That's what they do to people. They say, me, you know what? I ain't got hurt so bad. I ain't going back. I don't give a damn if you win 10 Super Bowls straight in a row. I'm not going back because you still remember all them bad, all them bad memories or whatever, man. But being a Dallas Cowboy fan is probably the hardest fan to be right now. Gotta be. Gotta be. I'm trying to think. Who done, who's gotten their hearts broken more than Dallas Cowboys fans? Cleveland Brown. Well, yeah. Oh, oh my God. You know what? Yeah. He said it I without forgot. missing a damn beat. I was going to say Atlanta. No. And, and I don't we up there. We in the top five. Why I say that. And, and, and before I say that, I will agree. Whatever you're about to say to, to combat what I'm saying, I probably agree with you. But I think it's more of a case that Atlanta gets their hearts broke because the fans are unrealistic. I think that they think a shitty team is is world beaters versus Dallas puts a good team on the field, but they play like shit and fall apart sometimes. Um, so that's why I say the Falcons. But what were you going to say, Brandon? Not, well, I disagree with the Falcons fans because we know we just, you know, we just, we, we on a, we on a hope factor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we know the team sucks. <laughs> we know. But we just like, come on, y'all. And then it's like the thing is with it, the thing is with them, like it's like we're right there. We're supposed to win this damn game. We're right there. It's like it's like you're having sex and you're about to nut and then you just lose it. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, never mind. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think I know where you were gonna go and that's hilarious. Yeah. But never but but never never mind. Oh, we kicked off there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, like the Cowboys fans, like you said, they have had some good teams, but they just find a way. And it'd be the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> it just find a way. Falcons fans, we just, for whatever reason, we just got bad luck. Just like Cleveland, it's just bad luck. Cleveland just had straight bad luck. Bad luck. When the old boy fumbled, they was going to seal the game and he fumbled at the goal line. The airway <laughs> went down the field on their ass, 97 yards. You know, they and uh, when they uh, the Art Modell sold the team, and then um, 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 just all these misses with these number one picks and all that. Oh, and six, it, it just ugh, God Almighty. Hey man, nothing I'm bad for Cleveland, man. Nothing beats uh, when the Colts moved to Indianapolis because they loaded up in the middle of the damn night and moved oh, the Mayfield team. truck. <laughs> that for my time, but I know that yeah. Mayfield truck because they they moved from uh, Baltimore, Baltimore to Indianapolis in the middle of the damn night. And I heard them fans raise so much hell, boy. <laughs> they raised so much. They raised so much hell. At that least the Cleveland fans got to say goodbye the first time. They <laughs> Man, did. That shit, was, that shit was on TV. Yeah, that, so that must have made the local news too. It was on. <laughs> yeah. Damn! Them big ass trucks pulled up at midnight. Hold up, boys! Let's yeah. get the hell out of here. Oh, and they, 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 they record all of it. They like, <laughs> break, break! It was breaking news. That shit was on TV. Was, that must be everywhere. National news. That it was. Damn! At, at the time, I was too young Damn. to really understand so the type of shit that was going on. But as I got older. Read, reading about it, watching news clips of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, damn. Y'all didn't even, like, yeah, fuck these fans. We out of here. Damn. Them fans raised so much hell, man. Oh, man. God almighty. All right, so Good. now, fellas, would you believe we are 48 minutes into this show? 
I, wow. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> All right, so, Talking sports to do that. So where do we go from here? Do y'all want to do the uh, the review of Grand Slam? You want to talk about the releases? Jay Cargill? Let's do the releases and then Cargill, then the, uh, the Grand Slam. All Grand right. Slam, yeah. All right. As you all know, uh, WWE did um, a massive uh, roster cut this week. Um, and I didn't realize this, though, y'all. This is the first time since November of 2021 that they've done this many cuts at one time. Um, since then, it's been one or two here or there. But they released, I got it written down here, they released 24 people this week. Um, and I'll go through them. Some of these people I've never heard of, and that's no dis- disrespect to them. They were just buried on the NXT roster. Um, but uh, at, the, at the top of the damn heap is dumbass Matt Riddle. Now, I don't think Matt, Matt Riddle came as a as a uh, financial decision. I think Matt Riddle got let go because of that dumbass shit he pulled in New York. Um, and for good reason, they, they cut his ass. Uh, so they let go of Matt Riddle. Um, I said last night in the pregame that I was shocked by this one. You guys uh, weren't so shocked, but uh, they let go of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the reason I said I was shocked about Dolph is – I just I think that Dolph could have been helpful if he if you're not going to put him in the ring, he could be helpful helping guys put matches together. He's a he's a very well seasoned veteran. Um, he's a utility guy, and that they can plug him in anywhere, and he works. He's a good worker. Uh, he cuts a decent promo. Always willing to do what the company asks him to do. Uh, so I I personally was shocked by them uh, releasing Dolph Ziggler. Um, they also let go of, let's read through the rest of the list, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Top Dollar, uh, Riddick Moss, Emma, Aaliyah, Rick Boogs, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Dana Brooke, Mon- Monsoor and Marseille, Shanky, I don't even know who that is, uh, Dabakato, and they got here in parentheses, a.k.a. Babatunde and Commander Aziz, uh, Ulisa Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, Ikemen Iro, uh, Abule Abadi Fitzgerald. Um, I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. And I also read somewhere that they let go of The Rock's daughter. And I haven't seen anything official. I'm just reading people. I haven't either. I've just, I've just read it. People saying rumor is. I haven't seen anything official that they let go of her. Uh, but, I, but I am seeing that rumor is sort of shit. Um, are there any names on here that, that shock you guys? No. No. <laughs> All right. I think that I think that Dolph would be probably be the only one that they probably like. Well, maybe they'll bring him back in a different capacity if he wants to. I think it's just um, all about saving money right now. I yeah. think everything I, I Ron agree. said about Dolph. I think everything Ron said about Dolph is I agree with. Yeah. It's just about money. And yeah. I'm reading right. I'm reading something that Melsa wrote. That he uh, he wrote that Vince Man was never high on Dolph and never liked him. And he like when he when he made him champion. He was like, it's going to be a short-term run. He just never believed any. But I think everything Ron said about Dolph is, is, is legit. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. 
Uh, and, 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 and still, he's a two-time world champion. Out of that, despite and all the two times. Something I do want to comment on is everybody they release have they have a ninety-day uh, non-compete clause, and so they won't be able to wrestle for anybody else until December. So we'll mm-hmm. it'd be very interesting to have to see what happens once December grows around. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and and I was going to speak on that, Kurt. Um, talking about from the financial side of things. At the, at the beginning, well, maybe not at the beginning, but a couple of days after um, they announced the, the merger, Ari Emanuel said that, that I, I'm not quoting verbatim here, but basically said that they had about $200 million earmarked as uh, cuts in some form or fashion to save the company $200 million. And uh, we saw that they let go of 100-plus corporate employees and now they've let go of 24 uh, wrestlers from the, the roster. So uh, obviously all of that is part of that $200 million they're talking about saving. Um, and I honestly, I don't think they're done with the cuts. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how many more they'll do, but I think this was just the first round. I don't think they're done. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what comes out of this going forward. Um I was about to ask, didn't one of you guys say that there was some news about um, either Endeavor itself or UFC needing to pay back a loan? Yeah, I've read, I think it was last week, where they got a loan coming up. I think it's like $2 billion or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think either later this year or next year, if I read that correctly. Mm-hmm. But let me... Uh, just keep going through and let me go back and research that right okay make sure I told you correct and while you're doing that um looking at the cuts that they made um I do think some of these people would benefit aew if they were able to pick them up but aew as is has a bloated roster um so they I think they would definitely have to make some cuts to bring on some of these people but um, Ryan Nimeth is already in AEW, so I think uh, Dolph Ziggler going there would, would make good sense. Uh, again, I think even if you don't put him in the ring, which I think it would be a mistake not to, but um, he could definitely help in a coaching capacity. Um, I think Mustafa Ali would fit in well there. Um, I think Shelton Benjamin could help that roster tremendously. Out of all the people cut, I personally think Shelton Benjamin is the best of the bunch um, as far as accomplishments and ability. Um, so I think he could definitely help uh, uh, AEW if he were to go over there. Again, even if you don't put him in the ring, he could help you get people ready um, for these crowds and for these big shows. Um, on a lesser scale, I think Elias would work there. As, uh, as long as they take away that stupid, well, they can't do the gimmick because that's WWE intellectual property. And uh, I think Emma would work there. Um, so those are the people that I think would be, in my opinion, good pickups for AEW once this 90-day no-compete no compete clause is over. Um, Brandon, you got any opinions on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I, I did find it, Ron. Okay. So it says, it says the biggest concern for, for that, that TKO has – Three point two billion in debt because of the money borrowed to purchase UFC in twenty sixteen. Two point seven billion of UFC debt is due in twenty twenty six, and they looked there, um, speculating that that would be rebounded. Can't talk this morning. 
speculating that we refinance at that time. Oh, shit. So 2.7, 3.2 in debt, but it, it got to be paid back by two, 2026, 2.7 billion. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, shit. And then, that's—I don't even know what to say. That's like that's unfathomable. Uh, that's an unfathomable amount of fucking debt. Um, yeah. Shit, that's like damn mm-hmm. U.S. deficit type debt. I like that. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> so I mean, mm. but. Uh, you would think as well, I mean, as far as I know, um, I haven't looked deeply into it, but you would think with the TV deal that um, UFC signed with ESPN to carry their pay-per-views and all that stuff um, and gate, you know, the gates from these events, you would think that they wouldn't be in debt or, or if they were, maybe not so much, but damn. It's business. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's just business. True. You know what? But I, like I, <clears throat> Say when I'm at work sometimes, man, that's it's three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and debt. Gonna be indebted. Everybody gonna be in debt at some point, man. And even the ones you don't think gonna be in debt or are in debt are in debt. Some kind of way. It, it just some kind of way, man. It just it it it, it, it gets the it, it gets everybody. So they're claiming that the total combined net worth of both of them together, UFC and WWE. Is twenty one point four billion. The UFC is worth twelve point one billion, and WWE is worth nine point three billion. But the interesting thing behind that is, I check this out. In the percentages, the UFC has fifty six fifty six point five percent of value, but then, but instead of forty three point three percent for WWE, but WWE, I don't know how they word that, but WWE got forty nine percent of the company. So the stock, 46.5% of the value, that's TKO. WWE value is 43.5%, but WWE stock is, 40, I mean, percentage of the company is 49% of yeah. the company. Damn. Hmm. So that's there. That is interesting. Yeah, man, that that's that's very interesting. And, and that only um, reinforces what I think, that more cuts are coming. Um you got no choice. You got to save money somewhere. Yeah. I think more cuts are coming, and I would not be surprised before Vince Man died that he get the majority of this company before it's all said and done. Not you. I would not be surprised about that. Because hmm. having 49% of the company, that's not too far off. So I can try to, I see him trying to work some kind of magic to get that majority uh, ownership back. We'll see, man. But I just, uh, I told somebody uh, earlier this week in regards to the cuts and some other things that that they've done since the merger that WWE is dealing with a whole different beast now. They're used to dealing with Vince McMahon um, from a corporate standpoint. They're dealing with a whole different beast now. Endeavor is, is, um, it's actually William Morris Endeavor. William Morris used to be the biggest talent agency in the world. And they merged with Endeavor to create William Morris Endeavor. Um, So this is a whole different beast. These folks, in in my personal opinion, I have nothing to back this up whatsoever. These folks don't give a shit about wrestling. 
They give a shit about no. the money wrestling can make. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And so okay. if if that means, and, and I'm just throwing out a hypothetical here. So if that means if, if hey, man, we need to cut some serious money, fire Roman Reigns. They're going to fire Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, now I realistically don't think that would happen because he's a goddamn breadwinner. But you get what I'm saying. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. Money, like, they don't give don't a, cut your money maker. Right. Right. There, there may be other lesser known wrestlers. Let's take Chad Gable, for example. Take him, for example. He's a great wrestler. He, he does well. He does everything we, we like as a wrestler. If it comes to saving money, uh, well, uh, cut, cut, cut Gable. Send him home. We don't need him. That's what I mean in terms of they're not wrestling people. Vince, at least, was a wrestling person. Now, he looked at wrestling completely different than most people, than most promoters even. But he was still a wrestling person. They're dealing with a whole different fucking beast now. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. I I, I can't say that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Kurt, did you hear what I was saying about uh, potential pickups for AEW? I did, but, and I I don't disagree with anything you said, but the the downside of that is Tony wouldn't know how to use any of them. And it'd just be a, a waste, a waste of time and money. And, and, it'd and, be it'd be it'd be good for the talent to get paid, but it'd be bad for wrestling fans to look at misuse of talent like they, they, we continue to see now. So it's good for the wrestler, bad for the wrestling fan. And and I don't disagree with anything you just said. Um, I guess my my in my in my mind, I'm hoping that Tony will, or I would hope. I'm not saying I'm hoping. I would hope that Tony would see the value in somebody like Dolph Ziggler. And Shelton Benjamin, especially those two individuals, to help him versus, all right, we'll get you here. All right, Shelton, we're going to put you in a death match with John Moxley with, you know, no, no, no rules, you know, falls count anywhere. Everybody's going to bleed. That's not Shelton Benjamin. No. So, so I'm, I'm with you. I agree with everything you said. I think Tony would, would fuck it up somehow, unfortunately, but uh, there, I think there's tremendous value, especially in those two gentlemen. Uh, that goes well beyond just what they can do in the ring, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm gonna just on the on the side note that has nothing to do with wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this Cracker Barrel commercial, and I don't even like anything sweet, but they show some pancakes, and I want some damn pancakes right now. <laughs> and, and I don't I don't even eat pancakes. Okay, you want some pancakes right now? I don't like pancakes, but because you said pancakes, now I want some damn waffles. <laughs> All I can hear. All I can hear in my head is Barack. I forgot who it was. He asked on the interview. He's like, "Do you like pancakes?" <laughs> I want to say it with Kevin Kelly. He's a Kevin Kelly, a coach. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh shit! All right. Well, oh lord. So we know WWE made some uh, some roster cuts, but they also they they dropped twenty four and they signed one, or at least one that we know of. Also. Uh, know that they're having tryouts at the performance center. That's what I think is crazy. You cut 24 people, but you're holding tryouts at the same time you're cutting these people. That is more common in business than you think. Absolutely. Because cut, people that have tenure, the, usually you that, got to pay them more. That's right. You okay. cut all the higher tenure people. You, you, you are cut right. all the higher tenure people and you bring lesser, you know, younger talent, bring them in that costs less money. You, yep. you, you both are absolutely right. That, if I could talk, are absolutely right. That is something that I had not considered. Very, very the, good. The, point. Only, 
The only way I know something about that is because when I when I got fired from the airport the first time, whatever, that's what happened. Because I got let go. It was over something stupid, but it was at that time of the year where they'll let you go for sneezing. And so after a while, I stayed in touch with a couple of folks around there, and they told me what the real deal was. And, you know, then I understood because I was up for a raise anyway. Yeah, and I've been in management so long, I've just seen it all my working life. I've seen it. And it happened to me maybe seven years ago based off of the money I was making. I'm I'm young and I'm black. They were like, okay, we're going to eliminate his position, and then we're going to hire they hire like three more people to do the job I was doing. But at less money. Is that mm-hmm. is that how you ended up over there with me? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I just I just didn't know that if that was the same job you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, for for any of you that may have been under a rock for the last few weeks, uh, Jade Cargill is officially signed to WWE. Um, they made that official. Yeah, it's official. Okay. Um. She, she, uh, I don't know the dollar amount, but she signed a, what they're calling a main roster contract, meaning that she didn't sign the typical contract that somebody was signed going into, say like they bring over, uh, I'll use Kevin Owens just because his name popped in my head. When they first brought him over to NXT, he was signed to what they're calling an NXT deal where they make, I think they said the maximum was like something like $70,000 a year or something like that. May have been more, but I don't remember. So Supposedly, Jade Cargill signed a main roster contract, which is more than she would be making if she were to go directly to NXT. Um, she did show up at the Performance Center. I don't know exactly which day. Uh, if you guys have any information on that, feel free to chime in. Um, but she did show up at the Performance Center. Uh, from what I understand, she's expected to be there for a little while. Now, what a little while will end up being, I don't know. Maybe two days. It may be two years. I don't know. But she's there to kind of, like we were talking about on the show last week, to get used to the ring, to get used to the WWE style. And as much as I think Jade Cargill's look and her persona and everything about her translates well to WWE, I do think she needs some, for the lack of a better way to say this, some sharpening, so to speak. Um, I just don't think that she got the training that she needed in AEW. Now, I do understand that she also, if you guys knew this, let me know, but she tried out for WWE once before. And uh, I think that's how she ended up uh, at the Nightmare Factory. But um, she is officially uh, with WWE. Um, I think Meltzer reported that they're working on some... uh, some, creative for her, uh, how she should debut and, and whatnot. Um, I didn't know this. I knew her, her reign as champion was, was very long. I didn't realize she held that belt for 508 days. I, I did yeah. not realize that. What was that? What a year and a half? Yeah. So, um, Damn. it'll be interesting to see. Now I did read, uh, one fan comment on something I was reading, uh, with this new, uh, faction that Bobby Lashley has have her debut with that faction. Um, I personally, I think that would be a mistake to debut her as part of a faction right off the bat. Um, I think she ought to stand alone. And I think that there are some already built in feuds that could draw a ton of money. 
off the top of my head, Charlotte Flair and the champion Rhea Ripley. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of those <laughs> matches. Um, what do you guys think, Kurt? What's, what's your opinion about Jade coming into WWE? Now, before you answer, I realized last week that I said I, I initially started out saying she ought to spend some time in NXT. Once I listened to you guys and then read some other things, I am suitably chastened and agree with you all that she should debut on the main roster. Um, so I, I recant what I said last week and officially agree with you guys. So, Kurt, what's your opinion about her coming in, and, and what do you see in, in store for her? I think it'll be um, some new blood. This is good. And I think the women in WWE, all of them can work. So I think it'll be interesting to see who they put her up against first. That's going to be the interesting thing. But I think it. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it might be interesting to see her, you know, run through a few people, um, build her up as is like this, almost not necessarily on the same level, but almost like this Goldberg S type monster. And that's when you can see her getting in the ring with somebody like a Charlotte or or even Rhea Ripley. Um, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Brandon, what do you, what do you think about her coming into uh, into WWE? I think it's great. I think that um, that WWE uh, women's division there's a there is a spot for her, definitely. Um, I'm with y'all. I think that you know she got to go through and um, squash a few folks first before she get to a Charlotte or Rhea Ripley. I think Charlotte might be the first test, and um, and then. You know, we've been looking for an equalizer for Weird Ripley for a while, and I'm like, she's like, she would be like the perfect equalizer, but you just got to build it up correctly. Um, I could also see her, if they put her with a faction, it should be because, you know, that faction's going up against the Judgment Day, and Re- they need an equalizer for Weird Ripley. Yes. I think that that role would be perfect. So the one thing I don't, I don't want to see, she's not a, a, a baby face. She has to be a heel. She got to be a absolutely. She got to be a heel. She has to be a heel. So being so that that which I just said would make her a baby face, and she is not a baby face. She has to be a heel. Cut the shit, Tony. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. I I think um, there there's just a lot of buzz around her coming in. And so the thing, I I do agree with you. I agree and disagree with you. What you said about her uh, debut with a faction, I think. She's her name is big enough now in the in the climate we the world we live in now that they know she is and it wouldn't hurt her to, to debut with Bobby Lashley and um, the other team. Okay, Lashley and the Street Profits. The Street Profits, yeah. I don't think it would hurt her at all. I actually think it would help them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I. That's uh... just my opinion on that. That would be cool, especially if they're a heel. That's what they're a heel. Fa- but see, this is the yeah. thing, though. Do we even have a, well, besides the LWO, do we even have a baby face faction? Because it's like all the factions can't be heel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's how, but, but think about it, Brandon. That's how it was back in the day. You had all the factions were heels, and you might have one or two baby face factions. That was it. Everybody else was a heel. For, so even like, okay, so even like the, like Los Bariquas and the, the biker gang and all that, they were heels too, or supposed to be heels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Even, even, yeah. even DX was a heel faction. The fans made them baby faces, but they but, were well, a heel yeah. faction. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't never thought about it like that. Yeah. I ain't even thought about Los Bariquas in a long time. I yeah, had. man. I used to like them. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I used to like them. Uh, 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 Savio and Perez and all them. Yes, that dude man. with all the hair on his damn back look like an egg. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. But, <laughs> but yeah, he had all that damn hair, and I'm just like, boy, I feel sorry if everybody got to wrestle him. God damn. And, but, and to piggyback yeah, off man. of that with, with faction talks, um, I saw a picture of uh, Nation of Domination at some fan fest in, I want to say West Virginia. I know what you're talking about. And it yeah. was good to see all those guys together again, man. Man, I, I, I would wish, love to see. Yeah. I would love for the Rock to be able to be a part of one of those reunions. As yes, well, um, because if you if you go back and look at it, I don't think enough of us appreciated it at the time. Just what that faction did. Yeah. Um. All of them became all of them. Uh, Ron Simmons was like the only star at that point, but all of those guys ended up becoming. Stars and WWE. They, all of them might not have been world champion, but they were all they are all Hall of Famers right now. Every last one of them. Yeah, I think D'Lo probably be the last one to get in. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame as well. So, but really, they need to put the whole damn faction in the Hall of Fame. I, that's I, one of the I, most I underrated. Disagree. That's one of the most underrated factions, and I don't think that they get the love that they should get because okay. they like, were very underrated, and all of those guys end up having um, really good careers. So, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, and the Rock wouldn't be the Rock without that faction. Absolutely, I think yeah, that's that where he got the opportunity for his personality to really come up or come yep. out and turn it up to ten. Yep. Um, but uh, with with regards to Ron Simmons, WWE damn near ruined him. Sure did. With, his, him with his initial debut, oh my god, that was horrible. They put him in that damn uh, that blue gladiator uh, outfit with a, with a phone helmet. With a freaking helmet. Yeah, that shit was terrible. I remember seeing that for the first time. Y'all remember WWE 24-7? Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that they replayed one of those episodes of Raw, and I saw that damn shit, and I said, that's Farouk? <laughs> I couldn't believe because at that time I think Farouk was still with the APA or whatever. He hadn't retired yet. But I'm like, that's Farouk. It made me say <laughs> he came out with Sonny and all. I'm just like, you come on. Yes, man. and then it's another thing. Hell, had him come out with Sonny. <sighs> wow. Just made me say, damn. Wow. He's former world champion. <laughs> coming in wearing goddamn baby. I'm coming in that wing. Baby that- blue gladiator outfit. That's when he, but I tell you when he beat the shit out of Ahmed Johnson, boy. And yeah, <laughs> and he my. did that. That was real. <laughs> I don't. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that that was real. I thought that was just a stiff match, and it was a stiff match. But it's because Ron Simmons was giving that motherfucker a, a receipt. Oh right. man, so we we got all the good stuff out of the way. Um, so now I guess we'll wrap up the show with a steaming pile of shit. Mm-mm-mm. Oh boy. Uh, so, the 2023 version of AEW Grand Slam took place Wednesday, September the 20th. Um, for the, I guess this would be the second consecutive year. It's the third event, but the second consecutive year, uh, ticket sales were down once again. Uh, this year, I, I didn't check to see before we started recording if there were any official numbers yet. Uh, but last I looked, it was approximately 11,000 people. They had, a, from what I read, they had a lot of walk-up business um, before the show went on the air. 
So they did get up to 11,000 um, approximately. And I think the, the arena was set up for either 12 or 13,000. So uh, just a couple of thousand short, <clears throat> excuse me, which is much better than what I thought it was going to turn out to be. Um, the, the way the ticket sales were looking during the week, the ticket sales were looking pathetic. And keep in mind, those tickets have been in, on sale since June. Mm. And I think before the walk-up business they did, I think the, the ticket sold was at like 7,000, 7,500, something like that. So they did a shit ton of business, walk-up business, before they went on the air. And um, as Kurt mentioned last night on the pregame, they were doing some of the upper uh, bowl tickets, buy one, get one free. But the dumbasses still had floor seats for over $600. That is insane. That is stupid. And that's not a pay-per-view. This is a regular TV show. And that's a, an event. It's like a, a Clash of the Champions type event. But $600? No. Hell no. Especially not for this card. That said, um, yeah, let's begin. Uh, first match of the night was Eddie Kingston taking on Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World title. Uh, the winner was Eddie Kingston. He wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. And Bleacher Report, <clears throat> are y'all ready for this? Bleacher, Bleacher Report <laughs> gave, <laughs> gave this shit an A. Now, I, I'm not picking on Brandon, but Brandon is happy for Eddie Kingston and I'm not taking shots at Eddie Kingston, but there is no way you could honestly tell me this match was an A. This no match, way in hell. this match was, this honestly speaking, folks, I'm not, this isn't hyperbole. This I'm being serious here. This is honestly one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Um, it, it and it wasn't because it consisted almost exclusively of chops, of forearms. And that's another thing. I, I'm going to get off on this tangent, and I'll kick it to you guys to see what you thought about the match. Wrestling has a huge problem right now, in my opinion. Every match, regardless of whatever promotion you're watching, every match seems to have this spot where the wrestlers stand and trade slaps, forearms, chops, or whatever. And I'm tired of it. They need to fix that shit and put a put a cork in that now. It's not that I mind it, but if 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 the first match does it, then 15 other people after it, they do it every fucking match. This shit is horrible, and I'm tired of seeing it. And this match, this was not. A, I would give this match a straight up F minus. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match between Kingston and, and Claudio? Uh, wasn't my favorite match, but you know. Eddie Kingston, the world champion. <laughs> That's pop line. Yeah, Couldn't I mean, believe congratulations to Eddie Kingston. I mean, good job on becoming the Ring of Honor champion. Um, and, and look, I, I I know a lot of times we we have some very strong opinions about these matches. Um, or I'll speak for myself. I'll, I'll let Kurt and and Brandon speak for themselves. I have a lot of strong ma- uh, opinions about some of these matches. And let, I, I want to make perfectly clear that I respect each and every one of these people, even the young bucks, because they can do shit that I can't do. So I respect them for being able to do what they do. I may not like them, but I respect what they do. But this match was just bad. 
And I don't mean bad as in good. I mean bad as in bad. Um, Kurt, what about you? What did you have to say about this match? Um, I've seen worse matches, but this was not a good match at all. I would give it a – and I'm tired. I'm, I'm with you on this smacking and leg slap shit. It's like all this – like that has replaced the touch of strength they used to do back in the day. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. done way, way too much right now. They need to really cut back on that and stop fucking doing it every damn show. I'm just sick of seeing it. It's just stupid. I agree. Not only is it every show, it's ev- almost every match. Yeah, I'm like that, man. Just stop it. Come do something else. And, but and that that is not the that's not the move. For the thigh slap shit, I, I want to yeah. point something out to to maybe newer school fans that Kurt will feel what I'm saying here when I say it. Jerry Lawler used to throw a punch. Scott Hall was another good one. Jerry Lawler and Scott Hall used to throw punches, and you would hear that, but you would never see where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. You would have to pay very close attention. Now, once you knew where it was coming from, you could see it every time. But they still did it so well, and the action was so crisp and so fast that you may have known where it was coming from, but you didn't see it. Yep. And it was on punches. When I uh, and what I'm stressing on that is that's flesh to flesh, so it may make that popping sound. Motherfuckers, when you're wearing a kick pad over your boots or your shoes. It don't make a popping or slapping sound. So can we, for for the for the love of God, can we stop this thigh slap shit, please? I wish I wish somebody who are, who's training these wrestlers, uh, who is old school enough to tell them if you slap your thigh, you're doing burpees for two hours or something. <laughs> it, it's it's because you see it. It's, they don't even try to hide it anymore. Sorry, I get off my soapbox now. And we'll move on to match number two. Uh, Chris Jericho taking on Sammy Guevara. Uh, Les Sex Gods fighting each other. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, this wasn't a very good match either. It was better than Kingston and uh, Claudio. It, it was. Hmm? I said it wasn't. It, I said it was better than Kingston and Claudio for sure. Uh, but this one wasn't very good either. Um, again, Slaps, chops, forearms. Um, and there's a funny, if you can find it, uh, AEW botches on Instagram. There's a funny botch from this from this match where Chris Jericho takes that jump off the ropes and then he kind of lands and you're wondering what the hell happened. Well, if you go and look at that, they'll slow it down for you. And it shows that Guevara is nowhere near him with that kick and he sells it. Um, oh, <laughs> that's what I was just confused. Was that that. That match. We did that. We did that cold breaker with one knee instead of two. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Chris Jericho gets the win. Um, after the match, uh, there were some some shenanigans going on. Uh, uh, Guevara kicks Chris Jericho in the balls, and out comes uh, Don Callis. So apparently, Sammy Guevara has turned on Chris Jericho. Enjoying this Don Callis family. Not that anybody gives a shit. Uh, Bleach, again, Bleacher Report. I, what dope are y'all smoking, man? Y'all gave this shit a B plus. They gave it a. They gave it a B plus. I, I would give this a D. Uh, certainly not a B plus. I see you read my mind on that one. <laughs> Kurt, what did you think about this match between uh, Jericho and Guevara? 
the best best thing about this match was the end when he uh, turned on Chris Jericho. That's the best thing about it. Other than that, more to do about nothing. Yes, absolutely. Brandon, what about you? Um, same. And with the ending, I I knew what was coming. I said first thing, I was sitting there looking at it, and I was just like, he getting ready to do the um, <coughs> he basically get ready to do give Jericho a taste of his own medicine because he's gonna do the Jericho what Jericho did to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. He kicked him in the balls. Kicked him in the balls. Threw him down. Chris Jericho felt. Guevara had on the actual uh, you know, Jericho had the pants, but you know, Jer- you know, Guevara wears the drawers or whatever, so he had the actual design and everything. That's yeah. thing, you know, Don Callis happy ass come down there. And I said, Oh Lord, here we go. So and, and yeah. So I, I, it's just that damn that damn coat that damn I was disappointed in that cold burger at the end because I was like, now the old Chris Jericho would have had both knees on his face. Jericho only got one. So but hey. I was well as ends well, right? I'm just shocked with Callus being involved in this that somebody didn't bring out a goddamn screwdriver. Well, he already <laughs> got punched in the butt. He already got punched in the nuts. I don't think you need a screwdriver for that. He felt it deep in his plums. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Next up is probably the most talked about match of the night. Uh, Ray... Uh, bumped your head, Phoenix. Mm-mm-mm. Taking on John. I'm concussed as fuck. Moxley. Uh, for the AEW International Championship. Uh, the winner, not by, not by, uh, planning, but the winner was Ray Phoenix. He is now your new AEW International Champion. And before I get to, I'm gonna save the Bleacher Report grade for last because this is probably even more egregious than the Kingston Claudio uh, uh, rate, in my opinion. But this match was a clusterfuck of errors. Um, we were all uh, texting back and forth with one another. Uh, you guys had, had seen what happened. I had to go back and watch it because I got up to do some things. And um, we were all speculating kind of what happened. And we thought at first that... Uh, or at least Kurt and I did thought the referee just completely fucked the whole thing up. Now, the referee did mess up, but he wasn't the cause of the fuck up initially. Um, reports now, and, and uh, shout out to Adam. Adam has been on the show before, and he pointed out that when Phoenix jumped off the ramp to hit Moxley, that the way Moxley acted, it looked like he got a concussion then. And I've read some reports um, between now and or then and now where that seems to be the case. But if you watch that, you can see Ray Phoenix kind of crawl over to um, John Moxley. And at first I was I was like dumping on the damn cameraman for catching this on on camera. But you can see Ray Phoenix put like two of his fingers in John Moxley's hand for Moxley to give him the squeeze. And um, I, I couldn't tell whether he did or didn't. Um, Adam said that he saw that he didn't, which was part of the problem. They should have stopped the match then. But even then, if you'll pay attention, that when Moxley was rolling back in the ring, it looked really awkward. But I thought, myself, I thought that was just Moxley being Moxley, being weird. So then Ray Phoenix goes to hit his finisher, and... I, I don't think his head hit on that person. It may have, but that's where the ref fucked up. 
They go in for the for the count, and you can see Moxley looking at the referee. And as we talked about last night, as Adam and I talked about the other night as well, referees are are taught to count to three. It's on that guy that's being pinned to kick out. And if you don't kick out, that's on you. So the ref goes one, two, and starts to go down for three and stops. I guess he was anticipating Moxley kicking out, um, but he didn't. You can see him put his hand down like he's checking to see if his, his hand is down on the mat. And I don't know if him and Phoenix said something to each other, but Ray Phoenix just picks his ass up and gives him another finisher and pins him one, two, three. He's the champion. Um, Coming into that match, or uh, coming out of that match also, uh, Adam, I'm thinking of the wrong match. Sorry, y'all. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But um, they did say that Moxley was able to get up and walk out of the ring on his on his own. Um, and I think that he refused medical care. If, I, if what I read, I read correctly. Now, I could be wrong on that. Um, I would certainly think that Tony would, would be smart enough to have him go through concussion protocols. But this is AEW. So um, let's talk about this shit. Um, Brendan, what did you see in this this whole thing? I mean, give me give me your take on it. All right, so um, I was watching it. Um, I think me and Kurt was watching it like live or whatever. And what I noticed, I didn't realize that he had been concussed or whatever. Or it looked like he was, you know, concussed. I thought he was just wrestling in a regular John Moxley match because, he, you know, he's weird, just like you said. So... When the ref like screwed up, and I seen you know I saw the move, and it looked like he got dropped on his head the first time, and so when the ref just stopped counting, I'm like, why did he stop counting? He should have just nailed the three, or whatever. And then I just kind of found it awkward that okay, you will go up and do the same move again and drop him on his head again, and then come to find out like he's can cook. And when he was out on the mat, I was like, something is not right. And even when the referee was counting, and he stopped, I was like, something is not right because. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I understand, hey, man, things happen. But my main thing was I thought as a referee, referees were taught to if that person, no matter what the finish is supposed to be, if that person is uh, shoulders are on the mat, just count to three and, and and get it over with because you want to make you want to make it look as legitimate as possible. Yes. Even though we all know that, you know, wrestling is um, pre-planned and all that, but you want to make it look legitimate as possible. And then on top of that, that person really could be hurt or out on their feet. So why would you have them take another move and that person is potentially already injured just because you want to get the finish right? Like, nah, sometimes it's okay to break away from the script. Sometimes that makes for better television. Absolutely. Because if now say if the referee would have just went on ahead and counted three, that was a huge upset. And it could have been used in another story and all that. And then, you know, hopefully – and I, I – you know, I hope that um, Moxley is okay. Obviously, I, ho- I hope he's all right. He and and uh, I agree with that. Have any long term? I hope he doesn't have any long term damage because that looked bad. It really, it looked really bad, especially when he got dropped on his head that second time. That looked really bad. So I hope he's all right. But you know, um, I, I just I, I think that you know, and you know, I think that we should start trying to get back to you know treating wrestling like a sport, man. Just if 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 you got to throw the flag on a pass interference call, man, screw. What the NFL quote unquote had playing. I'm joking. But you know, you gotta call the flag on that interference call on that touchdown. You gotta do your job. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. If you got the um if you got the if that person is down, it is it's, it's three. Damn it, it's three. Just worry about the rest of that shit later. You ain't gonna get you shouldn't get in trouble for that. 
Yeah, you I, know, I, it's I, not your fault that the wrestler didn't kick out. Exactly, because it could be legitimately something wrong. He could have been paralyzed already. You don't know. We and and not sorry for interrupting you, Brandon. It, it, this is the second time they've done that. It, it, at least that I know of. Because remember, um, Matt Hardy taking that that bump off the uh, scissor. Now that, scissor that, that, I don't think I don't think we were doing the show then, but that was a crime and a damn shame. They should have called that match right then. They yes. knew that man was out, on, out on his feet, and and kept that was a crime going. and a shame, and that was scary to watch. Yes, absolutely, um, very scary. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I, did, I just wanted to point. No, that I was out. done. I was done. Okay, Kurt, and I'm uh, glad you brought that. I'm glad you brought that up because immediately. I, I was sitting here just thinking about that match just now while, you know, we were talking or whatever. And that was, that was one of the scariest. I don't seen a lot of scary shit in wrestling, but that was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. because Matt was literally out on his feet and then they let him continue. And I'm like, you are a doctor. Doctor went over there. You are a freaking doctor. You should have kicked him on out the match right then. Absolutely. That wouldn't have flew in the W. Now in the WWE, that wouldn't have flown, but you know, back. Once upon a time, you know, there were times where wrestlers were legitimately injured to the point where they could have killed themselves and WWE let it keep going, but they learned their lesson after that. Yeah. Because if you yes, don't, we know too much about head trauma now to, to ignore that. Right. Story. So you can't ignore it, but it, this, this folks is getting hurt just off the rip. Like if you can see that somebody is not just call the match. Cause sometimes you have to, um, sometimes, you know, we are our own worst enemy. So of course, yeah, the competitor in you still wants to perform and compete, but sometimes you need somebody to come out and just protect somebody. Sometimes you need somebody to protect you too. Yeah, and, because and, we, we, you'll be the reason why you are in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. So, and and I'll say this about Moxley, um, I agree one hundred percent with Brandon. Even though I have strong opinions about Moxley, I do sincerely hope that he's okay. Um, because humanity trumps any opinion I have about a wrestler. But right. someone does need to protect him from himself. Right. And WWE, WWE, AEW is going to have to reel these guys in at some point. Ray Phoenix has broke a leg. Dante Martin has mm-hmm. broke a leg. Um, Ray Phoenix don't broke a leg in his elbow. Remember that? Okay, he yeah. His elbow out and, of socket. Um, the murder hawk. I can't remember his first name, but he got dropped on his head. I mean, just... Injury after injury after injury keeps happening. He's got to reel these guys in. Right. And shout out to Hill, shout out to Hill Club. What's up, man? And remember when uh, Jericho and Pac had that match and Pac broke his leg? Mm-hmm. And Jericho was trying to basically subliminally tell the referee, hey, he's hurt. Like, for real. Like, we got to. We got to go home. You know and so and we got we to gotta go home now because there's no way he can continue or whatever. He's hurt for real. So. I think that that should have been like the proper way to do it. I I feel like um maybe Ray Penn like hey man go on, go ahead uh, somebody should say hey, go ahead count to three he hurt count to three just count to three he's hurt yeah let it go yeah. and we'll we'll figure out the rest later so well Kurt, you know, it's not because it's just at the end of the day man like like you said man you in, in just humanity like a person's well being is the most important than trying to keep up with the storyline yeah absolutely the hell with the storyline and then sometimes you know what. After certain things happen, <clears throat> after certain things happen or whatever, you might come out with a better storyline. So, you know, just we, we you know, they, you just got to make sure you know you just you know you take care of yourself and you, you got to take care of each other. And if you just got to go and call an audible on the fly, then it is what it is. You know, I, I, I you know, I, just, I, I, but I think if wrestling was treated more like a sport, then maybe, you know, I don't know. So, Kurt, I just, I, I just hope, I just hope, I just hope Moxley is okay. 
I really do. Uh, same. So what did you think about this match and, and everything that, that we just said? <laughs> uh, the match was okay, but I think the ref fucked up. So hopefully Moxley is okay. He should have just counted three, but yeah, the ref fucked up bad on that. And I was, and Phoenix, and I think he should have knew he was hurt. And they dropped on his head again. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He could have did something else. Yeah. He could have did something different. Why would you do the same move again and drop him on his head again? He could have did something else. That made no sense at all because the whole shit was weird. Like, why would you do that again? I'd have cussed him. He got backstage. I'd have cussed him out. And then, then, like I said, I I didn't think he hit his head on the first one. He definitely hit his head on the second one. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. But I I said I was going to save the Bleacher Report grade for this match until we were done talking about it. I definitely think this is more egregious because of everything that happened. Bleacher Report gave this a B. Mm-mm. Now the the Kingston and Claudio match was bad, and I gave it an F minus. This match doesn't even deserve a grade because of all the the fuck ups that happened, and, and the fact that Moxley should not have been allowed to continue in that match. So yeah, man, I I, I don't know again. I don't know what weed Bleacher Report is smoking, but it's it's some good shit. Uh, I think they on the payroll. It could be. You know what? It also depends on who it is that's working for Bleacher Report, too, because some of them, you know, they are biased. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, match, very biased. Match four was Tony Storm taking on Soraya for the AEW Women's Championship. Soraya wins this one, and the finisher, I actually thought she messed up badly. But I went back and watched it, and it, it happened, I guess, the way it was supposed to. But mm-hmm. this was not a good match um, in any shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Bleacher Report gives this a C plus. I would give this a D as well. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this match between Storm and Soraya? I, I would give it an F. That, the whole Wimsy Vision, they need a lot of help. They need help bad. They need some vets. They need like some real vets. That's what they need, like some real. And I'm not saying, you know, Soraya and Tony Storm are obviously best. I just don't think that they have chemistry. Um, but um, yeah, they need like some some bets. They have been it's on no, the big stage and been in big and been in some big matches. There's no creativity, no storylines no. going on. It's just there's no direction, no vision on no. what they're doing. You yeah. know what? No, they need to call. They need to call Fit Finley. They need to call some damn body. They need to call Fit Finley. Fit Finley pretty much the reason why the women in the WWE, that division, ended up becoming one of the best divisions. He's part of the reason. He's part of the reason for that. Well, well that and and I, this is going to sound so shitty of me to say, that and the fact that the women in WWE actually have talent. Yeah. Uh, um, and, ain't shitty for you to say it is what it is. You got talent that you don't. <laughs> Oh man, they do have talent, and so, they um and they train them. The ones that's coming through, they train them well, very well. Yes, Brandon, did you got anything to add to the Tony Storm and Soraya match? Or no, nah, that that was I didn't mean to jump in. No, so you're quickly. fine. You're fine. That was all I, that was all I had. To, you wanted to add anything else to it? No, nah, that was all I had to say. I just don't think Soraya and Tony Storm have um chemistry. That's all. Not, but I am kind of enjoying Tony Storm's new gimmick, though. I think it's kind of. I'll cool. say I've this. I'm. I'm I know she she obviously had to get a doctor's uh, release to be able to be in the ring, but I'm still curious how much Soraya can do in the ring given the nature of her injury. Right, because you could tell she's not wrestling the same anymore at all. Like she's, she's not slow wrestling the same. She's, she's way better than it. Yeah. 
So she's way better than that. Yeah. They could have had a better match than that. I just yeah. She's way better than that. Absolutely. I think that if she could have um if she could have like maybe you know remember how when Stone Cold got dropped on his head, he mm-hmm. had to change the whole way he wrestled. Yeah. The entire way. And I think that she's still trying to do the same thing that she was doing before, but she can't do it at a high level because she gotta protect her neck. So she, I think she's gonna have to come up with a new style or something in order to protect herself and at least put on at least some halfway decent matches or whatever. Because I haven't seen not one good match since she's been back. She hasn't done jack shit in Mm-mm. in AEW. Um, it is what it is, but she hasn't done jack shit. And it's not a knock on her as a wrestler at all. I think she's one of you know she's you know one of the um she's I don't want to use the word pioneer, but I think that she helped put women's wrestling back on the map. But as is, you know, the way that she's like kind of going out now, I'm just like, yeah. dang, it's not I mean, the same. It's, it's, it's not like Paige said, that we, we came to love. So there's no storylines, there's no direction. It's just right. matches for the sake of matches. Right. So up next is the main event, the only match on this card that I was actually looking forward to. Uh, saw Samoa Joe taking on MJF for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Winner was AG, uh, AGF. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was trying to say right there. Uh, the winner was MJF uh, through some fuckery. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this match an A. I would give this match at best a C. And I really hate saying that because I was looking forward to this match. And, and in my personal opinion, I think this match in and of itself was okay until they got to the finish. Um, I understand that MJF is still playing that kind of, I'm a baby face, but I'm also a heel. I'm a, what does he call himself? A, a douchebag or dirtbag or whatever it is. The douchebag that you love. That All that. <laughs> so I realized that that's his, that's his thing, right? I get that. But the finish just, I, I didn't like it. And I, I, I didn't understand Joe shaking his hand afterwards. Um, I wish I wish Joe would have kicked his and Adam Cole's ass at the end of the match, just to drive home a point to continue uh, further in this feud. Um, speaking of Adam Cole, he injured his ankle coming down to the ring and jumping off the ramp. Um, Broke his he, ankle. It did break. I'm asking. Oh no! Not to my knowledge, no. I think it's just a bad sprain. Oh, but but last I read, he was on crutches. Um, so I'll, I'll check on that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, and, and this, Kurt, will, he'll have plenty to say on this. Um, I, I will go ahead and echo what he's, what I think at least he's going to say. This whole MJF and Adam Cole bro fest, it's, hmm. it's over the fucking top. Um, I thought that Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho in WWE was bad. This is worse than that. It's just... It's it's just way too they're they're trying way too hard and it's coming off corny as hell to me. Um I didn't like the finish. I'm fine with MJF going over. Um that doesn't bother me because it can help, you know, continue the feud be him, between him and Samoa Joe. I hope that's not the end of this feud because I, I think it could be some really a really good series of matches. So we'll see what comes. I just Bleacher Report gave this an A. Uh, again, uh, it's a C at best. Um, Kurt, what do, you, what do you got to say about this match between Joe and MJF? Um, I'll give it a D. 
And I did, I did, but the one thing I did, like, I did, I liked the finish of the match. I did like that. Okay. I didn't like Joe shaking his hand. I thought he should have beat both the ass to further the storyline. Because in my opinion now, how can you have another match when you just shook the man's hand as like he's the, he's better than you and you shake his hand? Yeah, that's why I think it's over. So, so how, how can you, yeah, they, they got to be over now. You can't continue on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he shook his hand and walked off. So I'm like, what the hell is after this? Yeah, he did nothing. Yeah, he should have beat both of them, beat both of them down, and now you can continue. Yes, because how can you go 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 further? You shook his hand up like you're the better man. So now, who's my next opponent? That's what I got out of that. It's same. I agree with that. Yeah, so that, I thought that was terrible, terrible, and that's why that's part of my giving it a D because of that as, as well. And and what about this? and this love? So hold on, let me go. That, with that's where I was just about to go to. Go ahead. <laughs> Dad, like they fucking high school sweethearts. MJF had them called. I'm sick of this shit. Get a room or fucking ready to do something, but I'm tired of this right now. Um, who came? Who came up with this? Who thought this was a good idea? This and is not, terrible. Not just that, Kurt. Every major quote unquote storyline or angle right now in AEW is centered around. You're not my friend. We used to be friends. It's every fucking major storyline is situated around friendships, and not. And I'm not talking like Bobby Eaton maybe turning on Stan Lane type friendship. I'm talking like, well, what happened? We used to be best friends. You're hurting my feelings. No, fuck all that. Yeah, exactly. It's competition, man. Come on. Yeah, I want to be the best. What happened to I want to be the best? And I'm gonna do what I got to do to be the best. Right. What happened to this? Well, Brandon, so go ahead and, and give your thoughts about this match. Curious what yeah, you got um, to say. Um, well, I, I like the finish of the match too. I did. I just I didn't like. I thought Joe was gonna beat the shit out of him. I thought he was gonna shake his hand and then squeeze it and kick him in the nuts or something and yes. muscle bust his ass all the way to hell and and talk shit and sweat and spit and all that stuff some old Joe do. <laughs> but that didn't happen, <laughs> <laughs> and I was disappointed. Because that's why I like Samoa Joe. He's just ruthless, man. Especially when he's not a he's a heel. He's just ruthless, man. That's why I like Samoa Joe. But um, yeah, I think the feud is over because he shook his hand, walked off, and um, I think eventually, hopefully, because you know when when you when, when all this bromance and stuff that's going on, somebody is turning on somebody, and I just hope that this time MJF gets some not. You know, speaking ill MJF, but I hope he gets a dose of his own medicine and Adam Cole just turn on his ass and just beat the shit out of him and become a monster heel. And then that's another that's another uh, championship match. Because I think the dynamic will be different or whatever. So, but that's but a, nah, I'm, I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the I'm romance stuff too. But I mean, hey, it got to end some kind of way. You're so, right, but it's got to it's got to end some kind of way. Some kind of you way, unless, you know, God forbid somebody gets seriously injured or something. But it's got to end some kind of way. Cause I'm sick of the bromance stuff and all <laughs> that too. Like, like I was saying before, like, whatever happened to, like, just competition, I just want to be the best. And I'm going to do whatever it is I got to do to be the best. Cause I feel like, cause that's, 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 that's how NJM ended up winning his championship. He wanted to be the best and he did what he had to do to be, to become the best. And he has the belt that proves that he is the best. So. Just what happened to that? Why everybody got to be all buddy, buddy, and damn, they damn near about to kiss each other. I'm like, come on, not nothing. I have anything against that, but like, just come on, man. This is this is wrestling. It's supposed to be competition. I want to be the best. And just what? Why are we getting away? Why is it all this emotional, sentimental stuff? Yeah, come on now. And 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 that's kind of 
that's kind of how I feel. It's it's all of DX, all of NWO, all of you know uh, the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, the Road Warriors, on and on and on and on, the Freebirds. All of them were friends, and they had their friends back. But you didn't see Bam Bam come out and and hug Michael Hayes and say, "Bro, it's okay. I love you." And no, no, he, he might have hugged him to get heat. But he didn't hug him and baby him and coddle him. You're my no. best friend. No. You didn't. No. You they didn't came s- out and they handled business yes. together. That's what they did. And you knew, but you knew that they had a mutual respect for each other. Exactly. Each other and that's because that's, they watched each other's back. And that's what I don't like about this. You are you stripped all of that shit away and you're giving me so proper shit. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I, I think, not to cut you off, but I think that, um, like, we were talking about football earlier. I think that it's like that in sports now as a whole. Because I'm like, where are all, remember back in the day, they, they were just, it was the, the super rivalries. Like, when you knew when the Cowboys and the Eagles were playing each other, it was going to be a bloodbath. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, now I ain't got no problem with, you know, the guys being friends and stuff, like, off the field and all that. But I'm like, at the end of the day, what happened to the spirit of competition? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if, they, if your team was a rival or whatever, y'all legitimately hated each other. But then, you know, once y'all retired or whatever, it probably been all good. But it's still some of the old timers, you know, it's still Pittsburgh Steelers that still hate the Oakland Raiders. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm just like, what ever happened to that? Why everything got to be so, and I'm not trying to say society is soft, but why is everything has to be so... Like that, it's got to be a balance somewhere. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We you you bring up you bring up football, and uh, I'll go old school NBA too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Even better example. I'll go old school. This is like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on the court together, trying to win a championship, and instead of Jordan getting in somebody's ass like he did and like he was known for. Yeah. He walks up to him, put, puts his arm around him. It's okay, buddy. We're going to get this. Come on, man. It's come on. Mm-hmm. Let's go. This. No. He didn't do that. It, it's you. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think sometimes I come off as as the, the old guy in the room, and I'm okay with that. But it, it's just they're, they're way overdoing this with, yeah. with MJF and Adam Cole. And I... I completely believe that that's the direction that Adam Cole and MJF want to take this in. I don't. I think Tony's giving them free reign to do this, but it's, somebody it's, it's, needs to reel that shit in. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie. At first, I thought it was funny, <laughs> especially when MJF was. I, I, I thought I thought it was funny, but now I'm like, okay, this has been going on for what six months. Now. Right, it's time to wrap this shit up. That's okay? like if you, somebody need to turn on somebody. They should have did it before that London show. That would been the perfect time. Yeah. That, somebody need to turn on somebody, and then y'all go ahead and have your match, blow it off. Y'all go get off TV for a couple weeks or whatever, however long, and then let's start something else new. Yeah. You you saying it's funny at first. That's To put this in a perspective of us three, me, you, and Kurt going out, we're having a good time watching. We go to Hooters to watch a game or a fight or something. And mm. I make a joke, and we all laugh like hell at that joke. Well, I got that that real big laugh out of that joke. I'm gonna keep saying that joke, trying to get that same laugh. And the first couple of times, you and Kurt, y'all y'all laugh at it because you remembered it at that time. And then about the sixth time I say that joke, you're gonna look at me and tell me to shut the fuck up. Just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> 
so that's 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 exactly what I would have said. I'd be like, hey man, I right, shut up now. We didn't heard the first fifteen <laughs> times, man. Come on, with something else. Yeah, and and that's kind of what I they're they're driving this because even though I didn't like it off the rip, I'll give you that it could have been comical from the very beginning. But by yeah. now they're beating this horse to fucking death. And it's and it's one thing to do it everyone you know how every time you get together with your friends or you go to family reunion or something. Yeah. Y'all go back, everybody get together, everybody tell the same stories over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But see, there's space between it. You know what I'm saying? Then on top of that, you know that there are certain people that can tell the story right. Mm-hmm. Or tell it in a way that's <laughs> gonna make everybody laugh. Sometimes you don't heard, even though you don't heard this story, it's a story in my family. I don't heard a million, we have heard a million times, but every time my brother tells that story, it gets funnier and funnier. And so it's like, okay, we seeing this two and three times a week, and it's been six months straight of this. Something gonna have to shake. Because now, say, if y'all came back together maybe once a year, once every couple years, and did this, and y'all tag team or whatever, all right, fine, cool. But, Every week, something's gonna have to shake eventually because I'm like, we're gonna, um, because I'm like, we're, are we, are we, how, how much longer are we gonna do this? Yeah. And, and, it ain't like the AEW don't have a wrestle, we don't, they don't have a wrestle, like a WrestleMania, like we, okay, or in April, it's gonna be the culmination of this feud. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. So I'm just like, how much longer is this gonna be? And, and, and another thing with, with, I need the, something else. with the friendship type shit, I can remember when, tag teams, heel tag teams, uh, the baby faces would do something and one of the heels would, would run over on his knees to his partner and like put his arm around his waist. Like, yeah. and that would get heat, right? Yeah. They're not even doing that. It, 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 these fans today are eating this shit up and egging it on. Now, maybe I'm out of touch, but it just, I'm, I don't, I don't get the appeal because MJF is neither a baby face nor a heel. And that's a huge part of the problem, I think, personally. Yeah. JR been saying it for, uh, Jim Ross been saying it for years. Like, there's no clear definition of what a heel is and what a baby face is. Yeah. And all of the heels want to be cool. And I don't like that shit. That's why I like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe ain't trying to be a cool heel. He's a heel. <laughs> I like you know it every day. All time, of them trying to. Somebody does uh, a dive and he just walks off on them. That's the funniest shit ever. But you know what, though? It's real because it's like, now, I see this motherfucker coming. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just sit here and wait on him. Hell no, nah, I'm gonna get the hell out of the way. <laughs> I got time to get out of the way. I'm gonna get out of the way. Now I can see if I only had like a split second and I got you know what I'm saying, but nah, I like I got I got five seconds the process he is about to jump on me. I think I might need to get out of the way to save myself. Yeah. Because he's moving too slow. You know what I'm saying? But nah, it, it, we gotta get back to like real heels and real baby faces. Yeah, and this, I think that um society has changed to a point where they don't want to know white me baby face. Yeah, uh, a heel can't get heat like they used to. But at, Ooh, at, some, oh no. at some point, they have to have a payoff for this for torturing us with this this MJF Adam Cole stuff. I didn't think it was going to last this long. I, I don't think anybody I thought did. this would last. I thought this would last a couple months at best. I thought it would come because to Because I legitimately head. thought they hated each other. So... I'm like, when the hell they decided to... I don't know. I didn't think it would last I thought it would come to a head when they had that match at, at All In. That, that, that yeah. Cole would... or I actually thought Adam Cole was going to turn on MJF. That's I what I too. thought was going to happen. Um, 
but yeah, it's they they got to put a pin in this at some point, right? Because even in the um, and then this last point I make about this, even in the Kevin Owens and Jericho thing, you could tell Kevin Owens is getting agitated. <laughs> so you I thought that was just me that thought that. Point, yes, yeah, no, nah, you could tell like. And that's what made it bearable for me because I'm like, okay, when is Kevin Owens going to whoop his ass? It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Jericho doing that damn list shit every week and all that. That was funny. But that shit was hilarious, man. That, that was, was funny as thing. hell. <laughs> you, just <laughs> you just made the list. You just made the list. And I'm willing to bet you. I'm, yeah, and I'm willing to bet you that he got that from one of the old administrators when they used to go around writing up folks. Like, you just made the list. You're going to attention today. I know that's where he got that from because we still do that today. But anyway, <laughs> you just knew Kevin Owens was getting agitated more and more each and every week. You could see it on his face. You could see it on his face. And then, you know, they had that little celebration and all that. I said, well, night is the night. <laughs> so, and yeah, so it's like it's nobody's even – they're not even agitated with each other yet. Well, so I'm like, how much Kevin longer Owens, is this going to be? I see that with Kevin Owens the same as saying right now. Every, I do every too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I be, I'm like, God, please make, let it happen. Let this be the night. <laughs> but let then again, the night. This will be the I'm third damn time two. Kevin Owens done turned on Sami Zayn. Well, well, let's, well, let's make it number three. Let's make this a big number three. Maybe let's number four. Get, yeah, but make it number four. Don't never let them get back together. Again, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, I think. But you know, I think what would be even I'm better is if they, if it was the other way around. Sami Zayn's flipped on Kevin Owens. In other words, he's like, I'm gonna get you before you get me. I, I know you. I'm I know you. Up. I know you too well. I'm, I'm gonna get up. you before you get me. Yeah, yeah. Let's make let's make that shit happen. Let's make yeah. that shit happen. Can we make some phone calls to somebody today or tomorrow and on Monday? We we go through with it. Can we make that happen? Yeah. I'm sick of seeing that. Cause I ain't gonna lie. I kind of like Sami Zayn. I like Sami Zayn. I don't do, I don't just like him. I just don't. I don't like him together. Right. I, I, I agree with like Kurt. Hundred. I like. I like. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That. Yeah. I don't like him together. All right, man. We got about three or four minutes left in the show. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I, I think today was a good show. I love the way we we kicked it off. Talk. We spent a good uh, amount of time talking about our picks uh, for the football season. Um, we'll do more of that. Folks, keep in mind, next week um, it will be just Brandon and myself. Um, Kurt will be celebrating a milestone, the big 5-0 next weekend. And uh, – Brandon and I are going to party online in uh, yeah, in honor. I'm, I'm taking take a shot for you, Kurt. <laughs> in in honor of Kurt. Um, but uh, Brandon, you got anything you want to say before we get up out of here? Um, first and foremost, uh, big brother. Um, I just want to wish you a very happy birthday. You know, I love you to death, man. Thank you for everything that you um done for us when you first came into our family. It's like you fit like a glove. Just you just fit right in. So. Um, yeah, man, happy birthday, and I'll tell you again on your, on, on your day, and y'all, if I don't talk to you again, just y'all have a safe trip and all that, and um, to, the listen, to the listeners out there, you all have a great weekend, um, if you're down here in the south, there is beautiful, comfortable weather, comfortable weather, man, go enjoy the weather, today is the first day of fall, and Colorado comes on at 3.30, so I'm about to go get ready, have a good weekend, and week everyone. Alright, Kurt, what about you, you got anything to say before we get up out of here? Everybody enjoy this nice weather we have. Um, it's Saturday, plenty of college football on. I'm watching Florida State and Clemson right now. Uh, my team is losing, but hopefully they come back and win. Um, and uh, it's football season. Best, not, best time of the year. Y'all be safe and have a good weekend. And me, I'm in a pretty good mood right now. 
think we had a great show, as I said, and, and I've enjoyed this. But now I'm about to get in a pissy mood because i got to go do a shit ton of laundry. So <laughs> I'm going to turn on the TV yep. and have football in the background as I'm washing and folding clothes. Um, I'm severely oh. behind in my, in my laundry duties, so i got a lot to make up on. Yeah. <sighs> hey, one last thing. Um, yes, so since Hill Club want to call me out, the only reason why I'm 0-2 is because Minka Fitzpatrick rolled over Nick Chubb's knee last week. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm 0-2 because that was a good 30 points right there, and I would have won. But anyway, I digress. You got, you got plenty of time left to make oh, it. I, 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 I'm not worried. I been, I look, I've been 0-2 before in the league, and it came all the way back. So I ain't worried. All right, folks. Before we get cut off, cut off on here like we did once upon a time. <laughs> Kirk, go ahead and send us out of here, man. Peace. Peace. Don't do that again, Ron.